Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Now, we're not going live right after a game, but we do have games upcoming for the Phoenix Suns as they're getting ready to play the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference semifinals. Yeah, they beat the Lakers. And we've everybody's talking about how great that feels. I, I know that everybody who is involved in the Suns organization is ecstatic that we've beat the Lakers, but that's, that's in the past now. It's time to look forward. We have to play the Denver Nuggets. We're going to play, you know, again, with home court advantage. It's going to be really big for the Phoenix Suns. So the Suns Jam Session podcast thought we'd get together and we talk about that upcoming series. So, Matthew, welcoming you to the pod. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm good, man. I got the extra large uh, jerseys behind me stretched out so everyone can see how big I am. So I, I love them. I'm ready to go. You got the, the, the Sarge and the Stefan <laughs> yeah. Marbury jersey. Yeah, switch it up just a little bit. So I like it. I like it. So everything mm-hmm. going good on this Saturday? You ready to talk some yeah. Suns basketball? No, I'm anytime, man. I mean, it's been one day. We got to jump back on the mics. So I'm ready for this one. It's it's really weird going live and it's not a game. You know, I think that's it something weird. a little bit. I'm not prepared. I'm not at all. Like Denver Nuggets, I'm like I'm still I'm still riding that euphoria of the of beating the Los Angeles Lakers, and I think I will for the rest of the day. And then tomorrow, I'm really going to lock down and start focusing on the Denver Nuggets. But I thought it'd be a good idea for us to get together, and not just I. We thought it'd be a good idea to get together and just focus on that opponent. You know, if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, you'll get this podcast on Sunday as part of your preparation for this series. If you're joining us live on the show currently we appreciate it make sure that you follow us on twitter and instagram at suns jam you can listen to the bright side of the sun podcast network on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts that's where you listen to this make sure you subscribe and give us a thumbs up and give us a five-star review if you are listening on apple podcasts and if you do that we'll read live right here on the show be fantastic and remember to subscribe wherever you are listening and if you're on youtube Hit that thumbs up button. Smash it. Let everyone know where the best Phoenix Suns content is right here on the Suns Jam Session. So we're going to welcome a special guest on the other side. But first, it's time to crack open a beer, Matthew. And you got one? Uh, yep. Thanks to oh, our man. friends again at Four Peaks. We got the Joy Bus Wow Wheat. I'm just in love with this beer. It's like a blue moon, but a little sweeter. So you actually don't need the orange in it. So it's just a fantastic oh, beer. very cool. What, Sounds what tasty. You, what, what are you drinking? Ice cold water? I got water, dude. Ooh. I got to hit the gym after this, you know? Nice. Oh. Got to get so I need to drink less of these. I'm getting fatter and fatter during these playoffs. But you know what? That's just what happens. You got to so, do it, dude, for the so, pod. For the I do it for the pod. So, cheers, Suns fans. Let's talk about this upcoming series. Oh, yeah. Against the Denver Nuggets. actually kind of weird to play that music you know for the past six podcasts we've been had the beat la chant going uh but that's in the past you know it's time now to focus on the denver nuggets who are upcoming and i thought that it'd be a great idea to bring in a guy that everybody knows from the sun's post game shows and the belief podcast network and and like 30 other places ladies and gentlemen give it up for flex from jersey flex how you doing man I'm good, brother. I'm good. Happy to be back on with y'all, man. I always, I always enjoy it, man. This is one of my favorite things to do, to jump on with y'all, man. But uh, I'm totally locked in, baby. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about some Suns Nuggets. 
Let's yes. do it. Yes, sir. So, you know, as we prepare for this series, we're going against the Nuggets. It's a team that, you know, if we look at kind of who they are overall, their record this season was 47 and 25. So third best in the NBA West and only four games behind the Suns. Uh, points per game, they're eighth in the league uh, with 115.1. And opposing points per game, they're at a 110.1, again, eighth in the league. Their pace, which I think is going to be a very important in this series, is 27th of 30 in the league. Offensive rating, 7th best in the league at 117.1. Defensive rating, 112.1. That's 12th best in the league. So their net rating of plus 5 is 6th best in the league. So as I give you those statistics, kind of looking at the Denver Nuggets, I'll start with you, Matthew. What is the one key to this series that you think will allow the Suns to come out victorious? I it's so it. tough right now, man. It is it's really tough. And I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've been watching a whole lot of the Nuggets during the season. The season was so compact, right? I mean, we're doing the podcast after every game. Suns played like every other night. It's hard to really keep up. I mean, you do your best with this team. Of course, you know, Jokic, the adjustments and what the key, the factors to the, all of this, it's just, it's not the Lakers defense. So that's great. That's number yeah. one. That it's so nice to not be having to play the Lakers defense. It's not like the Denver Nuggets are so terrible, but the perimeter <laughs> defense is going to be as bad. You know, playing this Denver Nuggets team, we can actually get that three point percentage. I think ro- raised up a little bit going into the series. Uh, so that's one thing because I think when we look back at the Lakers series. I was like, when's this three-point game going to come? And it came in game six. It came perfectly in perfect timing, right? But I feel like the Suns can really up that percentage in these games. That's really going to help them kind of get a comfortable lead here and there. I'm not saying the Nuggets are we're just going to roll them over at all. Jokic, of course, is going to be the MVP, but it's a different kind of MVP in the center there. It's not LeBron James. It's not a guy where I just fear so much, which I'm probably going to eat these words, of course, but Jokic is going to put up the stats. He's going to tear us apart. But the guys that are going to contribute around him a little bit better than maybe what the Lakers have, just because Anthony Davis is out, was out last series. But it's just you know he's not that guy yet, right? Jokic, you don't look at him. You're not just like, oh my god, like I'm I'm scared of this guy. He's just he's a he's a son in the middle of all these players. Everyone's orbiting around him. He is going to be that guy soon after winning the MVP. But right now, going to the series. It seems like the Suns just had the upper hand everywhere on the court besides maybe Jokic. What do you think, Flex? Man, listen, so here's the thing, guys. I I've I actually have a habit of doing this. I, I record every playoff game from every team. So I've actually watched all of Portland Denver. Um I'm I'm and- so glad we had you on then. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I watch all of Portland Denver. Actually, um, I was up to about 3 a.m. watching game six for a second time, just going through the motions and just looking at things. And I'm going to be very, very frank here, man. Um, The first thing you put the stats up were uh, their pace. Mm -hmm. Well, no one plays that pace better than the Phoenix Suns. So this is what the Suns want. You want to play that pace with the Suns. This is right in our backyard. This is what we like to do. Um, To me, the key to this series is pretty simple. What Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, Torrey Craig, and Cam Johnson can do to Michael Porter Jr. That's the series. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in a nutshell, in my opinion, um, we all know that DeAndre Ayton uh, is a favorable matchup with Jokic. Jokic is going to do Jokic things. Mm-hmm. But DeAndre also averages 24 and 14 for his career against the Joker. So you don't got to win that battle. You just got to keep it respectable. And I think D.A. has all the intangibles. I think I just wrote a quote. I read a quote with Joker 
uh, said that D.A. is one of the guys he respects the most in the league and gives him a hard time. So um, I think that kind of I don't know if it's a cross cancel, but it's a close enough battle that as long as D.A. stays out of foul trouble, we should be okay there. And then I just look at the backcourt, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be so frank. I normally don't like doing this, man. But <laughs> Compazzo and Austin Rivers are not going to handle Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I, I just I'm, – I'm telling you. it's So I, I actually, looking at the tape and watching Denver and breaking them down, I got a lot of love and respect for, for Michael Malone. That's a very good basketball team. They're tough basketball teams, and they're seasoned. This is a team that was down 3-1 back-to-back last year and found a way to the Western Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a narrative that people have to pay attention to. They're a team that's seasoned and a team that's that's used to playing with their back against the wall. So if Phoenix goes up 3-1, this isn't one of those situations where you just wrap it up, right? You say, hey, this team has been here before. But uh, the obvious thing also is, has this team been here before? I mean, that team had Jamal Murray. This team doesn't have Jamal Murray. So I just like the matchups. I like the way uh, the Suns match up against them. I like the way the Suns are playing right now. And I think it's just hard to bet against the Suns right now after you just put the goat to sleep and, and went through that whole L.A. thing, man. Um, I, I, think, I think it's a favorable matchup for Phoenix. I know we'll get into predictions later. But uh, I like our chances a lot in this series, man. I'm, I'm scared. Okay. And what I'm scared of is how confident I am. I mean, that's – you know, I was saying it after the the post game uh, the other night after we shut out the Lakers when we were sitting around kind of having a round table briefly talking about the Denver Nuggets. And I really do. I agree with you, Flex and Matthew. I, I like the way that we match up against this team. And I like the way that we match up with pretty much every other team left in the Western Conference outside of the Clippers who, you know, we still don't know if they're going to even make it to the next round. They've got a game seven coming up against the Dallas Mavericks. But every right. other team, I like how we match up. The one team that scared me coming into the playoffs because of their size and the depth of their size was the Los Angeles Lakers, and we banished them. The Suns can beat you in so many different ways. And, you know, referencing the pace, that's right where they want to live. You know, again, the Denver Nuggets are 27th in the league when it comes to pace. The Suns are 26th. I mean, that's the game that we play. There's a certain rhythm to it. Now, granted, you're playing against Nikola Jokic. You're playing against the MVP, who is the master of that pace and, and picking apart defenses. But if you look at them in the Portland series, that was a team that had one of the worst defenses in the league. So he was allowed to try to pick them apart. You know, his uh, the, the ways that they tried to neutralize him, they, they essentially took away the passing from him. I mean, that was kind of their approach. They were going to play, you know, they didn't throw as many doubles at him as, as from what I saw. Again, I didn't watch nearly as much as Flex did, but they didn't double him as much as typically typical teams do. They forced him to try to make the shots and, you know, the, the Joker abided. That's that's what he did. So as I look at this series, if I was to pick the one key, uh, I agree. I think it's how we can manage Michael Porter Jr. because he is their second best player now with Jamal Murray out. You look at how they formed in the Western Conference first round against the Portland Trailblazers, and they're led by Jokic, but their second highest scorer with 18.8 points per game was Michael Porter. And the reason for that is because of all the, – the, the Blazers don't have the, the wing depth to attack him. I mean, yeah, they have right. a, a right. little bit of Norman Powell, a little bit of Robert Covington, guys who are kind of designed. But they were you know, sometimes getting matched up on Jokic because uh, – uh, Oh, Jurkic. 
I always I always try to go with this first time. Nurkic, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's hard. It's hard. Nurk. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, Yusef Nurkic. He was in foul trouble yeah. on this series, yeah, because mm-hmm. of Jokic. So yeah. obviously, you know, I think Da is going to be a big factor. We got to keep him in the games and playing. Uh, he showed us in the, uh, you know, in a a series where he should have been in foul trouble plenty against the Lakers. He wasn't. Know that Jokic is going to try to bait him, and he does a lot of the guard stuff. He does a lot of the mm-hmm. head bobs, the screams. He's a he he leads with his off arm a lot into the opposition, mm-hmm. pushes off, and then says it's a foul on them. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a couple of those games where DeAndre Ayton is in foul trouble. So there's kind of that aspect of the series, which I think is going to be vital. And then obviously, again, you know, as you mentioned, like what Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig can do on Michael Porter Jr. Don't let him go crazy from three, uh, but force him to take those three pointers, you know, Mm -hmm. defended threes down there, get those rebounds. I mean, that's going to be vital in the series. Can I, can I follow up on something you just said, John? Go for it. If you don't mind, brother. Um, So, you know, a a blessing in disguise, uh, and you just said something, it just rang a bell. You know, I'm watching this Portland uh, Denver series and I'm obviously matching it up. I'm watching the series, but I'm I'm looking at okay, if Denver wins, if if, if Portland wins, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at this and I say, man, how much of a blessing is it that DeAndre was able to go against three different types of bigs in this last series? You know, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is very much like Jokic in the sense that he does a lot of pump fakes, he can get you off the dribble, he's very crafty, he'll go inside, he'll, he'll back to the basket, he'll face you up. So if, if it's like boxing, right, when you're going to have a big boxing match, you find someone to spar with that is similar to the guy you're about to fight. Mm-hmm. Well, well, DeAndre just got a, a sparring session with Anthony Davis, albeit for not as many games as we like, but he still got a taste of him. And, and then you switch it up with Gasol, who wants to stretch you, and you switch it up with a bully guy in Drummond. Mm-hmm. So he's had a taste of every type of thing you can throw at him, and Jokic does all that in one. So yes. it was it was mm-hmm. like the perfect dynamic for D.A. And I'm going to say the same thing I said in the Lakers series. You don't go into the series trying to beat Nikolai Jokic. You just don't. You give yeah. him his 35. You let him be the MVP. And you figure out where the other 70 points are coming from. And if you play that basketball game, there's no team left in the playoffs that can play at 100 points. I call that mud. There's no one in the playoffs that can play in mud better than the Phoenix Suns. And there's a reason why when you looked at the Portland-Denver series, every game was 115-120, 125-120, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you look at the Suns games, and they're 100-90. to It's a different type of basketball game. And if they invite themselves into the Phoenix Suns fight, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. There's no team that does it better than the Suns. So I, I, like, I like what we're doing here. Yeah, you're right, dude. If you're going to go at Jokic, you just you can't. These superstars in the NBA, they're going to get their stats, right? It's just about yeah. the guys around that, how you protect them. Michael Porter Jr., perfect example. He's a guy now who's getting his chance, right? He He's someone that we talked about earlier this season, maybe being a trade asset, someone that, you know, he wanted his own spotlight. He wanted to be the reason a team's winning. He wanted that right away. The first season he missed the back, the back injury, but then when he came back, he was ready to go. Yeah. And honestly, right now, this is his chance, really. Of course, he's not better than Jokic, but he is ready for this moment, really, in the playoffs to put up the stats, to be the leader on offense if he needs to be. Defensively, it's whatever, but offensively, he can do whatever he really wants. I mean, a 6'10 frame playing in the small forward position, this yeah. guy's uns- he's going to be almost kind of unstoppable. Mikhail Bridges, that matchup is going to be great to watch. It's going to be very, very fun. Coming out of the same draft class, they're very familiar with each other. 
Michael Porter Jr. was, I mean, the players themselves that were drafted around him said he's the best player in this draft. So he has a moment right now to prove to them. That's that's the scariest part, really, is like, how do you stop him? I don't think you really can offensively. Maybe you can double him, but then what do you do with Jokic? I don't feel like you can double any of these guys. You got to stay home. But what's nice is DA's presence against Jokic because he can actually put up a fight like he can. Jokic gave him his props. I think he mentioned it earlier flex and it's true because he can he can put up a really good game so i'm not too worried about him showing up because when anthony davis was in there for the lakers he showed up big time and it's going to be a fight dude for da it's not like he's going to have stellar games against him because it is a playoff so it's going to be twice as hard but right. just doing the best you can with michael porter and the guys around him who are just really filling in for jamal murray who's injured that's going to be tough too i mean because Jokic is going to hit whoever he wants at any time given because no matter what you do defensively against this guy, he's going to find somebody. So mm -hmm. I think offensively we can outshoot these guys. Definitely our bench is better. We have a better supporting cast. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to worry about Michael Porter, that's fine, but I wouldn't go too much into it because I think he's still going to get his 25, 26 points every night against the Suns. But team. see, but see, I think that's the key to success for the Suns is trying to neutralize that down to, you know, 15 points a game. If they could 18, get him, right. Yeah, 18, yeah, 19, right. Exactly. You know, get him off of his game. Cause Matthew, you're right. And, and, you know, shout out to Matthew uh, just had a piece drop on bright side of the sun talking about Michael Porter jr. And his career and his journey to this moment. And he's ready for it. We've seen that in the first series. We saw that a little bit in the bubble last year and the way that he stepped up in the absence of Jamal Murray this year, but he's somebody who I feel like you have to key on, on him. You have yeah. to try to take him out of his yeah. game. Cause he, he will take the shots. You take a look at this roster, and you're you're going to have to ask yourself, okay, well, where are the shots going to come from? Seen as you know, offensively, they're not the same team that they would be if they had uh, Jamal Murray in the game. And you look at the previous right. series, how they played. You had uh, you know, from an average standpoint, or let's see, let's see, three points. I'm trying to find the exact stats here on who shot the ball the most. So you know, most shots was obviously Nik Nikola Jokic. Okay, 142 shots he had in this last series. The last, you know, right behind him was Michael Porter at 80. That's 62 mm -hmm. less shots. Okay, be be behind him, Monte Morris coming off the bench, and that's going to be a big key in the series too, which we'll get into here too yeah. here in a little bit. So Michael Porter will take his shots. To Matthew's point, he's going to try to get his his points. I think you can double him because of the the lack of. I wouldn't say talent because they are a team that's playing in the Western Conference semifinals, but the talent of their backcourt. And I think that one of the beautiful things about this for the Suns is, you know, Mikhail Bridges doesn't have to go guard a, a guard. He gets to take on a, a small forward, you know, yeah. or y y this is one of those series. And it, it, the same was pretty much true in the Lakers series. He did get switched on to Schroeder a bit, but I mean, for the most part, that's what the, the Nuggets are going to try to do is run some high screen and rolls and try to create switches to get Michael Porter free from Mikhail Bridges' grasp. So, you know, you see, that's a great point, John. Check this out, though. See, when I looked at the series, I went right to that. When I'm watching tape last night, I'm saying, okay, here's the beauty of the Suns-Denver matchup. When they're going to try to do that to us, and if we get a switch, I love DA on the, mm -hmm. in that switch. It's the uh, This is the side that we're not talking about is what what is jo – Joker is not good on defense. He's just not good. So – when we have the switch and we put him on an island, that's where I think the, 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 the entire series shifts. I believe that and you saw Dame and CJ and, 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 and Powell, I mean, they feasted on it. They, that was part of what they were doing was let's get Joker on an island. Let's make him play defense. Let's put him in a high pick and roll. 
and let's attack the basket. With us, DA is much more serviceable on that end. So you're going to live with Joker doing what he does on offense, but you have to go at him on defense. And the same mm-hmm. thing for Michael Porter. Michael Porter is uh, he's a respectable defender, but he has his flaws. And I just think pound for pound when we look at this series, mm-hmm. offensively the guys are going to do what they're going to do offensively. But I think collectively as a group, uh, I don't even think it's close. Defensively, the Phoenix Suns have so many more weapons. I just think throwing four guys at Michael Porter Jr., that kid's young. That kid is young, man. He's he's, yeah. he's He still has a lot to go. He's very talented. Listen, look at that game in game six. He had a fantastic first half. He hit six three-pointers in the first half and Holy absolutely shit. disappeared in the second half. So there's a little bit of that dynamic. So, I again um, – I think defensively there's some holes that we can attack and uh, that backcourt won't hold up against our guys. I just don't see it. Yeah. And also Monty Morris, I mean, he's the one to look out for, but he went a 5% yep. basically um, or 4% three point percentage in the playoffs. Yes. But now that he's getting so, but the thing is when you look at these stats, the last, the last uh, series against the, uh, the so Blazers, ballooned. they, they are. And it's, it's tough to look at that. It's tough for the Blazers probably to be like, how much confidence can we get from this series going against the Suns? Cause like we were talking about on offense, the weapons that we have just are so they outnumber the the Nuggets so much. You know, it, it, they yeah. they outweigh them. And I honestly, defensively, of course, we're a better defensive team. But offensively, it's like you have so much to worry about. But uh, for the Suns, the Nuggets are like one star away from being really, really a real contender. Right. All right, they, they're that one star, maybe a Michael Porter Jr. really good season away from being a contender. But they need or that other Jamal guy. Murray healthy. Well, if they or have having, Jamal Murray exactly. healthy, exactly. I know. Correct. But even correct. if Jamal Murray, I know he he started doing better towards the end of the season. He did a fantastic job of getting his jump shot back, getting his points to skyrocket because he had a rough start. But yeah. he came back and he was really rolling before he got injured. So he would have been a problem in the playoffs. Even then, it would have been a fight. But it, Suns would have probably had the edge. But I think the games would have went longer, maybe seven games in the series. Right now, it's just looking like, you know, the Suns can really take this a little bit quicker than seven games. Yeah. Well, and, you, and you look at a move that they made in an effort to try to, you know, bring that other star here. And, you know, shout out to Flash's nemesis in the chat. He says, yo, Flex, how does Aaron Gordon look in that offense? Because Aaron Gordon was an addition uh, you know, you've watched a lot of the games. What are you seeing from him in that offense? And how did how is his performance gonna be effective in this series? I tell you what, the problem with Aaron Gordon is that he's 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 the epitome of what we used to call not I'm not talking about this as far as size, I'm just using this phrase. The epitome of what I used to call a tweener back in the day. All right. And a guy that just doesn't fit. Right. He's either too big for the small forward spot or too small for the power forward spot. In this particular offense, it seems like they want him to be a three, but he still wants to be a two. And so him and Michael Porter are fighting over shots in the sense. And I just don't see the band. There's times I watch the game and he's 10 minutes. He just disappears. You don't Mm -hmm. even know he's out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when I look at that, I'm saying, okay, that's not a guy I'm going to worry about. That's a guy that's just going to float around. He'll get you occasional dunk or or transition play. I worry more about Aaron Gordon on the defensive side. He's really tough on the glass. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to try to at least contest a lot of shots and I think that's what he brings to this team. But I personally think the Suns are going to dare Aaron Gordon to win this game. I, I mean, to win this series. I, 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 that's what I yeah. think is going to happen. I think they're going to say, we're going to take care of Joker and we're going to take care of Porter. 
and yeah. Aaron Gordon have all have have at it, brother. Let's go. Let's see if you can mm-hmm. if you can take over a series. I don't think he can. Matthew, do you think that Jay Crowder has an opportunity to live rent free in uh, Aaron Gordon's head in this series after doing what <laughs> oh, he did man. to the Lakers? Yeah, I mean, any I'm not going to knock on Aaron Gordon, but when he wore number 50 because of the dunk know, contest thing, like, come on. If I if you were to join the Suns and did that, I'm like, dude, that is just yeah, ridiculous. Get, Eddie, Maybe there's it. something else more behind it. I mean, I understand the frustration with him with that, but that's kind of weird. I think he's easy to get in the, into his head, but honestly, when he came to the went to the Nuggets, it was kind of like when the Suns, we, we talked this, about this a lot with Aaron Gordon. We're like, we kind of wanted him, but he's kind of like the Kelly Oubre, right? Where yes. he might try to do too much with the ball, and it's just, he cannot do that for the Nuggets team. He has to be a guy kind of, now he's not DeAndre in size, but a guy you don't really drop a play for. That's the way he is. That's the way he is on the court. That's where he succeeds. ISO, I don't know, his percentage from three-point, of course, this last series was great. He's always been a consistent three-point shooter, but there's just so much that he wants to do on the court, yeah. but he just doesn't have the tools to do it. So yeah. if we want him to do that, ISO game against Jay Crowder, even Cam Johnson, go ahead, go for it, man. Because honestly, that's what you want to see. And that's what he's going to take away from the Nuggets team is him being a little selfish out there. But I think that Michael Porter Jr. wasn't really phased too much by him being added to this team, which is which is great for him. So I would rather them focus more on Aaron Gordon getting him involved. That way, you know, the Suns can go up maybe 10 or 15 points while he's trying to figure things out on offense. Right. And again, you know, we talk about trying to negate the effectiveness of Jokic, which is going to be damn near impossible. The guy's an MVP. So mm-hmm. you can focus more on on Crowder, or I'm sorry, on Porter. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like the, the matchup of Crowder on Aaron Gordon. I just think that he's physical. He's, you know, he plays bigger than his size. And I think that, you know, as, as Flex said, he's a tweener. He's He doesn't know what he wants to be on offense. And it, on defense, again, he has that size. He, he can create those rebounds, create those second uh, chance points, right. which is something that it's, it's funny watching playoff basketball again, because there's one thing I yell at the TV more than anything. It's get the board, get the board. Like my right, wife, right, <laughs> right. Right. Grab the rebound, second chance points. Right. It, right. Just, you know, it's one thing like watching a regular season game, but in the playoffs, like it's so vital to not allow those second chance points. And I just, I, I, I've refound myself. It's something I used to always yell, especially in those seven seconds or less, uh, game or er, the era because that team couldn't rebound for shit um hey. it, it had to go in you know but uh hey, I, go for it no 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 go ahead brother go ahead, go ahead. i'm sorry I'm oh sorry. no i was just i was just gonna say like i like the aaron gordon matchup uh i'm gonna bring up their lineup but real quick i just want to remind everybody the sun's jam session podcast is brought to you by just sports enter the code sun's jam at checkout for any of your online orders and receive 15 percent off of your purchase that's right let them know that the Suns Jam Session guy sent you. Again, that is promo code Suns Jam when checking out at shopjustsports.com. I love you, John. You're <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so funny. Sorry. For those of you who are watching, you'll you'll enjoy that. Uh, yeah. yeah. But thank you to Just Sports. Sorry, but I first time I saw that flex. Yeah, I know. I like to throw <laughs> random things up at Matthew in the podcast. So you, you look at the matchup and across the board. I again, you know, it's I, I'm scared and how confident I am because I think that we match up very well against this team. You know, you go back in time and you look at the beginning of the season. We played the Denver Nuggets three times, all in the month of January, and we lost. You know, two of them. We won the one on January first, one hundred six to one hundred three. But then we lost one in overtime, one thirty to one twenty six. That technically shouldn't have gone to overtime because Jamal Murray traveled. 
and then hit a three that sent it to overtime. And then we lost a double overtime game without Devin Booker. Uh, but none of those guys are left on the Nuggets. I mean, it's pretty much just Jokic. So you can you can take what that's, those starting lineups were and trash them. You look at who they currently have out there. You know, Compazzo versus Paul, advantage Paul. Rivers versus Booker, advantage Booker. Uh, Porter versus Bridges, that's kind of a push. Gordon versus Crowder, I feel like that's kind of a push. Jokic versus Aiton, it goes Jokic. But then you look at our bench, and there was something that you were talking about last week, Flex, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, you're talking about how Dario Saric against the Lakers could have, you know, he, he could have changed it. And you, you owe me a lunch for that. And I, oh, I owe you it. lunch. Yeah, yeah, I was dead wrong. Hey, I, that includes I'm me too, Flex. I'm a man. Both of y'all, both of y'all, both of y'all. <laughs> I'll buy y'all double lunches because I was wrong on that one. And I'm, I'm not afraid so, to say it. <laughs> so pretty much what happened was Flex was on uh, the Believe Sons podcast. They were going live. And, you know, I was just kind of I was living in the chat for once, not being in front I loved of the camera. It, loved it was it. really fun. But you you went on this little Dario. And I, I love Dario. I am a huge Dario supporter. And I said it the other night with the Sun solar panel guys. I think they, you know, I got a kind of a lot of eye rolls. But I really think that Dario Sarch can be effective yeah. in this series against Absolutely. this team. I think that fundamentals is where he lives. He has a hard time with size. When you have mm -hmm. Jermichael Green as your backup center. Dario Sarge can be effective. Yes. What, what do you think? Now, listen, I'm a bit you, – you guys are going to know over the years we keep working together. I'm a big boxing guy. Love boxing. And mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll keep going back to my boxing phrases. You know, styles make fights. Sometimes you have two guys and the styles make the fights, and that's where it becomes. And then that guy fights somebody else and gets knocked out in 30 seconds. So what I'm trying to say here is the style of the Lakers series made the fight. And Dario wasn't that type of style of player, and that and that and that showed to be showed to be facts. And you guys were absolutely right. Now this is a new team. This is a new series, entirely different style of basketball, more suitable to Dario, more suitable of a pace, less bigs. Dario's problem is is you don't worry so much about him on offense. He's going to have his times, but he can he's he's his IQ is is very good on offense. It's defensively. You cannot put him on the court when he's got to face Anthony Davis and LeBron James. He's just too flat-footed. Yeah. He's too slow. He doesn't move lateral. This is a better matchup for him, and I do believe that you'll see Dario Saric in the series, and that's the right way to go. That's how you coach a championship team. You coach what you got, and you put them in the game when they're more useful and the style is more beneficial to them. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a little Dario in this series. And uh, I have given up on Dario, man. I think Dario's going to help us win. I said Tory's going to help us win a game. Before it's all said and done, Dario's going to help us win again. Matthew, we getting some smoke breaks in this upcoming series? I hope so. And the one thing I noticed, I did watch a couple of games from last series, and I noticed like the, the Blazers would go up 15, 18 points in those games. And, you know, of course, they don't play defense, so it's hard to maintain those. What did the Suns do the last two games versus the Lakers? They maintained that lead, yeah. not to get to single digits ever. Like, they they just made sure to keep the their – I always say this, their foot on their neck, and I have the hardest time saying that for some reason. <laughs> but they did. And those are the times when we're up by 15. Before, you couldn't put them in, I think, against the Lakers. Of course, we just talked about that. But – this these games he can be that connector he's not going to be hiding in the trees as much he's going to be someone that's can like simplify the offense out there defensively flex you're right man you can't go up against Anthony Davis LeBron James he's just a doormat in that situation he'll right. he'll have a better opportunity this I mean he had such a good beginning of the season and I've always said Monty loves this guy he's going to be playing not huge minutes I don't think but he'll be back in the rotation right just when we have those mm -hmm. leads because he's not going to make mistakes 
I don't think against this team because he would make those mistakes against the Lakers where he just throw the ball away. He's just a little too slow on athletic to really get the ball anywhere. This series will have an opportunity to do that. And he can be that connector, I think. And it might not be every game, but he'll get some minutes, I think. Well, and think about the advantage that this Suns team has and why so many of us who've been covering this team all season long are excited for how open the playoffs are now. It's because of our depth. We can play in so many different ways. So many different ways. We 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 can uh, come at you with if we need to play fast pace, we can play fast pace. If we need to slow the game down, we can do that. We can impart Dario Saric to play some technical sound basketball uh, and, and be that connector and be that distributor when we need to. We have that second team unit that is uh, just shown time and again that not only can they take a lead, they can enhance a lead. You know, and as you men- yeah. mentioned, Matthew. Devin Booker kind of set the table in this series. He averaged like 12.8 points per game in the uh, uh, first quarter. And then the, yeah. the the rest of the team just kind of took it from there. You know, and again, as I pull up the uh, the matchup, you know, they, they're, they're primary. They're, they're four who come off the bench. Armonte Morris, who will be a problem. We need to figure out yeah. a way to defend him. Jamichael Green, Paul Millsap, and Marcus Howard. We have campaign Cam Johnson, Tory Craig, Dario Sarch, and we could dip even further into that if we need to. And I think that again, we look at the top line, the starters for this team, we have an advantage. You look at the bench, we have an advantage. Like you said, against the Blazers, the Blazers don't have that depth. So when they would bring their starters out of the game, they allowed the the Denver Nuggets to get back in the game. And mm-hmm. just seeing this again, it's like I, I'm scared to be confident. Because I'm confident. <laughs> yeah, you're scared. You're scared to be confident, but then you see that name campaign right there. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's the yeah. X factor in a lot of these series that are coming up for the Suns, especially against the Lakers. Man, he he's the one guy that trumps all of the other guys on the Nuggets, right he's on the bench. Heart. He's the one that's really going to lead that second unit. He and he has. He's even helped with the starting lineup too when he comes in so i'm really looking for him to continue that he's that one guy where it's like yeah i am a little frightened but then you see his confidence on the floor i feel a little bit more at ease when we went to the game wednesday i was like oh here comes campaign he's he's coming in man i cannot wait to see this dude just continue to like push push the oh my god i'm not even gonna say it push the pace and <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what i like I about campaign? Like every time i'm what? gonna tell you what i like about campaign um there were certain instances in that series. If you go back and look at it, man, this guy was going right at LeBron numerous times. Numerous times he got switches. He was going right at LeBron. His kid's fearless. I call him Champagne. That's my nickname. I, I call, love it. I love I it. I like Sh- that, man. I call him Champagne. I said, you keep playing like that, that's what we're going to be popping, Champagne. So, yes, sir. Um, that's that's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, guys, about the bench. Um, and this is, this is just another thought I got. I, I look at this series and I say, okay. Um, if the Suns play well, they'll win. If the Suns don't play well, they can still win. Mm. This is the that's where I think it shifts. Denver has mm. to play well to win. Yeah, yeah. They don't play well, they're toast. And that's 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 I think is a is a is a big important factor in this. They need to get what we just said. And, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give them the LeBron AD treatment that I that I gave them on on my previous show. When we went into the Lakers series, I kept saying, guys, don't get fixated on LeBron and Anthony Davis. Give them 30 each. Mm-hmm. And then and then find out where the X40, 45 is coming from. 
Okay, so in this series, it's a little bit of a lower, a little bit of a lower dip. So I'm gonna say, okay, I'll give Joker his 30. I'll give uh, Porter his 25, and and I still don't know where they're getting the rest of those points. You'll get 10 here, 15 here, maybe Aaron Gordon, Monte Morris. Every now and then we'll have a game, but I just I just don't think they can play with us in the mud. I just don't think they can. And if they try anything else, they're in for a long series. I don't think this series is going to be as close as people think. I know I'm a little overconfident, maybe. I know people may say flex, you're a little overconfident, but um, that's I'll a good give, thing, man. I mean, I mean, are we we going to wait for predictions, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait to the end for predictions. We'll wait for yeah, even though we just predicted, I think five different times each. Yeah, but no, <laughs> but we, but we haven't have officially so, so, put our official not official. Right, right. We'll, we'll wait to yeah. the end. You know, I do want to yeah. talk about. Nikola Jokic, I want to bring up this stat right here. So you look at his regular season, 26.4 points per game, 8.3 assists per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, an offensive rating of 130, a defensive rating of 109, and 38.8 from downtown. The first round, those numbers are a little bit inflated. His number, his points per game jumped from 26 to 33, but his assists were cut in half because, again, that's how the Portland Trailblazers were essentially playing him. His offensive rating was 121. His defensive rating, or I'm sorry, his offensive rating was 127. His defensive rating was 121. You look at the Suns earlier in the season, I think that is the one guy who you can look at his numbers and go, okay, how did he play against the Suns? Because, you know, this is going to be the same starting five that the Suns are going to throw out there against the Nuggets. It wasn't the same starting five for him, but he averaged 25.7 points per game, 8.3 assists per game, 13.7 rebounds per game, a buck 19 on his offensive rating, a, a 108 on his defensive rating, and 50% from downtown. So my question to you, gentlemen, how do you stop the Joker? Because I feel the only way... And again, I hate I hate this. I hate being a confident Suns fan. It's 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 not a an area I normally live in. I haven't lived here <laughs> pretty much my entire life. You're always pessimistic. But how do the Suns how, how are we sitting here 2 weeks from now talking like damn, I can't believe Denver beat us outside of injury. Knock on wood. It's Jokic has to go absolutely bonkers in the series. So how if at all do you think you guys can stop Nikola Jokic or at least try to neutralize him a little bit to not get his teammates involved? Because if like you said, Flex, when you give him the AD and the LeBron James treatment, you were daring them to let the role players play well. And yeah. we knew coming into this that the Lakers role players weren't that great. The same could be said about the Denver Nuggets. Uh, now we know that they played against a team that didn't have much defense, but they still stepped up and stepped and and showed out in that series. They have confidence too coming into this. Yeah. It's a you know they're a team that is going to be confident in their ability to, to shoot the three. Uh, how do we neutralize Jokic? Punch yeah, him in the go. balls? Like I don't know. I go. Uh, I, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, listen. Here's my thing. And, and I'm by nature, I'm I'm a coach, right? So I'm not a yep. coach of NBA basketball, but I'm I'm a coach. And Yet I've, I've played, <laughs> I've I've coached in many situations where there are uber talented guys that you just you know you're like, wow, what do I do, right? What mm -hmm. I'm going to say is this: you you don't ever double him, ever, because like he's the strategy. best. He's the best passer in the world at the big position. And he feasts on being able to look above his defender and find the open guy. So you don't do that. You don't ever double him. You you try not to take his pump fakes, and you live with the result. That's it. I mean, I think it's that simple. Sometimes in, in basketball, I, and when I coach my kids, I always tell them, I say, guys, you know, in his purest form, basketball is pretty simple, man. Um, don't overcomplicate this joker thing. Man up with him. Put Aiden on him. 
Hope he stays out of foul trouble. Don't take the pump fakes. Don't put him at the free throw line. Make him, make him hit his shots. Um, but don't ever double him because when you double him, you get backdoored, you get the open threes, you get everybody else involved. And in order for them to beat us, everyone else has to be involved. So um, I think I think you just play them straight up and you live with the results. That's how you beat them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. And honestly, I think you hit on it earlier too in the podcast when you talked about just Aiden. Someone said Aiden's fouls. So I think Aiden really learned his lesson a lot. I think he fell down one game against Denver this year, right? Earlier, yeah. even though he played phenomenal, he's learned a lot, you know, to stay out of foul trouble. It might happen once or twice this series, but that's a big that's a big thing. I think if you can have Aiden in this game and or in this in the series and he can play that 35 to 40 minutes a night. That's going to be huge. That's, yeah. of course, Jokic is going to get his stats. And honestly, his assisted dip a little bit. But, I mean, he doesn't have, like, the shot makers around him when you have the Suns perimeter defense, right? I mean, you said don't correct. double him. It's correct. Just stay on the, your dudes. Let Jokic try to figure things out. Let him try to draw the fouls. Let him try to do what he wants to do in the paint. Just keep your hands up. Because last series, I mean, LeBron and AD, when they go to the rim, I know AD had that one game into the free throw line, I think, 20, 100 times. Yeah. But... <laughs> Against Le- against LeBron, they played fantastic defense, keeping the hands up. And LeBron, just like Jokic, can't jump over a nickel right now. I mean, he was struggling <laughs> to get dunks in that. For, or the, I think it was the second game he was trying to show off against the Suns. Uh, you know, he can't jump. He couldn't jump uh, in the last series. So you're looking at the same kind of thing, a guy that's a facilitator that can't really jump, but will try to draw the foul. They did such a great job at just keeping their hands up. And even when they had a chance at the block, keeping their hand on the ball. And that's the big thing, man. If Aiden could just stay in these games, it's going to help continue to push those leads to the 20s, to the 30s. I'm not saying they're going to blow them out every game, but once the Suns get to those leads, dude, they can they can hang with them and they can they can hang with those leads not with hang with the nuggets they can hang with those leads and keep it up all game so that's what i'm looking forward to great point blaze megatron says in the chat one of our lead champs he says nurkic had trouble with fouls and staying on the floor da can't do the same and that's the key to me the the key and you know you both hit on it but I'll, i'll give my two cents as well the key to stopping Jokic is keeping da in the game i think everybody's hit on it you know sean uh shaner mang shaner mang I probably said that wrong, but he said, let him score, not pass body him, Mm -hmm. wear him down, make him use his feet. You know, all of these things are going to uh, negate who he is and we can't play straight up on him. And Deandre Ayton has, has done a great job this year playing straight up on him. Uh, This right here from Suns Reddit, uh, Nikola Jokic, when guarded by Deandre Ayton this season is 13 for 34, which is 38%, three turnovers blocked twice, zero free throw attempts. Okay. When he's guarded yeah. by the other Suns, he's 18 for 27, which is 67%, and 11 for 15 from the free throw line. I'm going to leave that up there for or a minute for those of you who are watching so you can read that and just really kind of digest mm-hmm. that. One, thing that, one thing that DeAndre, that DeAndre Ayton does extremely well, and when he does actually do it, we actually are a little surprised, is he, he stays home on the pump fakes. Yes. He got pump fake. He got a one pump fake foul in that entire series against the Lakers, and everybody's like, oh, damn, he fell for one. You know, it's like, that's what yeah, he does well. That was right, right. That was you, know, you you remember that because he doesn't what do the it. Hell? As long as he yeah. stands there with his hand up, and if, if Joker has to shoot over him every time, go for it. Right. Keep, keep your hands up. Don't come out and towards him mm-hmm. because he's going to do the, 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 the drag through and try to create that false contact. I, I said it on the last podcast. I'll say it again. Like, Get ready to be annoyed by the Joker. Because he is a center who knows he's how tough. to foul bait. He is. He's he knows how to tough. play the refs. He cries a lot. We're gonna. Uh, the memes will start. The the Suns fans mm-hmm. will be will will bring that to light. You know that they're frustrated with how Jokic 
is constantly going at the refs. I mean, he's got that. A lot of the European guys do. Luca does it all the time too. Yeah. You know, after every play, even when they make it, they're turning to the refs the first, and they wear them down. And what that what that does is you'll they'll get two or three extra calls a game. Yeah. That are going to frustrate you. And as long as it's not on DeAndre, and you know, somebody just said in the chat, uh, bring sticks in. Level three hundred seven says, can Jalen Smith have a go at Jokic? <laughs> bring him in. Let him get a couple fouls on him if you need to. But he'll get minutes later in the game for sure. Yeah, I hope so. You, like, you know, yeah. you know what's another thing too is because Jokic's style of play, I don't ever want this to happen. But I could live with Frank on him for five minutes. I could too. I could. You know what I mean? I could live with Dario a couple times switching over to him. Um, so there's there's options. Um, Jokic is not the athletic type. He's not gonna blow by you. He's not gonna out jump. He doesn't jump over a tic tac. So, you know, he's he, you give him you you play him on the perimeter. You you take away his passing lanes, and like you said, you stay away from the pump fakes. And the good thing is DeAndre has done a good job of doing it already. So you you're listen. De, I can't say enough about DeAndre Ayton, man. The kid Ooh, is, man. Kid, kid is playing fantastic basketball. So um, I just love everything about um, what he's doing right now. And I think he's growing up right before our eyes. And I think DeAndre knows this is a series where he's going to be probably the X factor, um, which I think he was in the Lakers series. I think mm -hmm. he won, you know, without DeAndre, people go crazy and they say, oh, man, Chris Paul and Book. And, I, you know, obviously I love Book. I love Chris Paul. But we don't win that series without DeAndre, and there's no chance in hell. You know, I have a mm. snowball shot in hell of winning that series without DA. <laughs> and you know, and 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 he went through every type of uh, style that you could send at him. So I'm excited for DA in this series. This could be a coming out party for Mr. Aiton. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, all these players are ready for the situation. I think they they're prepared. And not to say like beating the Lakers is it, but between those two teams, whoever won that series is probably going to go to the finals. I think a lot of people said that. We said it on the pod here. Yeah. So to get over that, they're not going to focus on this team like they're lesser than the Lakers. They're going to prepare against them like they are the Lakers, like they're even better than the Lakers. They're going to outprepare them. They're going to focus on where they can attack them, of course, at their weaknesses. But DeAndre Ayton's impact is huge. And honestly, him, we just talked about it, but keeping his hands up, but also he can keep some distance too on Jokic, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't have to be up all over him. He's very quick on the switches and stuff. So he can keep a little bit of distance distance and make it hard on him for passing. Right. So I'm looking at that too. Yeah, I think that, you know, Jokic can hit those mid-range jump shots, but you can give him those mid-range jump shots and you know what? Stay three, four feet away yeah. from him. Don't get yourself in foul trouble and turn yeah. around and get ready for the rebound. You know, yeah. if he's, if he's going to miss it, get ready for the rebound. And if he makes it, mm -hmm. like you said, he's going to get his points. The key I think really is try not to be within, you know, with them within five or be down five with three minutes left to go, because then they'll, right. you'll get, you'll, you'll get Joker to death. We've you seen that. Fouls, yeah. Yeah. He'll get the fouls and then they just run <laughs> everything through him. If you're down, if you're up, then it's just kind of continually bring it on. And, and to your point, Matthew, I think that having Chris Paul in this team keeps this team locked in and focused. You know, every time they're they're probably getting a little high. Yeah, yeah, this is great, man. We're we're, we're we just beat the Lakers. Chris Paul's like, dude, we got a long way to go, man. Like, get me to my first yeah. NBA Finals. Right. And so, you know, although we might take Denver a little lightly, is kind of the vibe I'm getting from everybody. Know that the Suns aren't, and I think that's very right. very they're valuable. Not. No, they're very, not. Very, no, they're not. You, you know, it's a, you know, it's another thing, guys, that I think is going to play right to the Suns' hands is, and this is probably one of the most underrated things um, about the Lakers series you know, is that the Phoenix Suns psyche right now is we can actually just play basketball. Like, we can just play basketball. This is normal basketball. Yep. You're not playing against LeBron, Anthony Davis, the referees, 
the National Basketball Association, media, uh, TV ratings. You're not playing against any of that. You're not playing against any yeah. of that. You're able to now just go play basketball. And that is something that the Suns weathered that I think was more crucial than the actual players they went against in that Lakers series. You were playing the Zebras too. You were playing the yep. Zebras and the machine that is the NBA. You think the national bat? I have a friend that works at the league office in Manhattan. So we talk about a lot of the politics of this stuff. And, you know, I, I remember one of the conversations we were having before game six. He said, he said, Flex, listen, I believe the Suns are the better team. He goes, but I, I also believe that the NBA doesn't want LeBron out in the first round. Yeah. And, and it's not a conspiracy theory. I'm not saying that there is. I'm just saying that the NBA is a machine. They are a business. And it's not good for business to have your number one quantity, out, uh, your, your prize commodity out in the first round. The Suns already took care of that. So now the idea that, you know, we're not going to see Joker get 25 free throws at the line like Anthony Davis was. I don't think so. They'll have those games where he'll get 13, 14. But I just think that they weathered so much in that Lakers series that I think it's, uh, they're going to go into this series free-minded, play Suns basketball. And then the last point I'll say is the, the Denver Nuggets, because they played Portland, they were lucky. And I say that because I don't think Denver's a team that – that, that can play from behind well. They're front runners. They get yes. ahead of you, then they're going to play their pace. That's why they play one of the slowest paces in the league. They get ahead of you, and then they walk the ball up, and they get very methodical, and they go through joker. But when they're playing from behind, they become a little more frantic. Now, Portland's so bad defensively mm -hmm. that they let Denver back in some of these games that shouldn't have even gotten back into. That's the difference with this Phoenix Suns basketball team. They play defense. Yeah, they go some, ahead. Some of the collapsing that Portland was doing was just abominable. Makes no sense. Abomin right. I was like, how's this a play? And again, the, the Portland was such a darling of some of the sports writers. They're like, oh, no, you know, Dame time, all this. It's like, dude, you got to play defense, man. Like, got to play that's, defense. That's why this Suns team is. I'm so excited for them going into the series because I know we can continue to play defense. And again, these matchups look fantastic. One thing you can't play defense against, though, and I'll bring it up just because it's a factor in the series. And I want to get your both of your thoughts on it. The altitude. I mean, you are playing yeah. in Denver. That is going to be a factor. I don't know how much of a factor, uh, but it is one of the reasons why it's an advantage to have home court. As Monty Williams talked about at the end of the bubble, it's like, hey, you know, we, we might not make it in tonight, you know, prior to the Nets losing in the bubble. He's like, we might not make it in tonight, but now we can all see why it's important to be in control of our own destiny. And yeah. one of those factors is if this goes to a game seven, it's here at home. What do you yeah. guys think about the altitude and how it will affect this series, if at all? Matthew. Um, go okay, ahead. Matthew, go, Matthew, go ahead. Go ahead, Matthew. Sure. All right. Well, sci scientifically, I mean, it's proven if you leave the altitude – and then you come back, you have to readjust. Just kidding. That's not even one thing. <laughs> I think I just made that up. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to jump on something you just I, said. Go ahead. Yeah, but honestly, it, I think it, it is a factor, but just who cares? I, we hear this all the time. We play Denver, and I think it might be a factor, of course, for them. But for the way the Suns play, I mean, they don't even push the pace too much. They can slow things down if they want. But these guys are just ready to go, man. So I, I'm not too worried about it. What about you, Flex? I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is, uh, this is what I believe. So I think the altitude plays a lot in the regular season, and here's why. You get a team that flies in on a back-to-back. -back, they go to Denver. They got one day to adjust to everything. They played. Game's over. That's where it becomes an issue. Where the playoffs are a good dynamic is where you're getting a team. You're, you're going to be there for three days if you play a two-game series, four days, right? So mm -hmm. I, I believe yeah. it plays a bigger factor in the regular season because of travel and having to adjust 
But I think in a playoff series, I think you adjust to that pretty quickly because you're going to, you're going to be there. You're not leaving the next night. You're spending the night. You're yeah. going to, you're going to adapt to everything. And so I think, uh, again, in my personal opinion, it's, it's something that is uh, more favored in the regular season. I think in the playoffs, it, it, I don't think it's going to be that much of a factor. But it is altitude, so they'll have mm-hmm. to adjust for a couple minutes, maybe that first quarter of the first game. And then yeah. after that, that's out the window. Yeah. yeah, and if the Suns are winning at home, it's not going to be a big deal, right? I exactly. mean, if they do, if they split the game, win the next game because they're too yeah. tired or whatever, then, you know, that's serious. So Brian asked in the chat, Flex, do you, the Suns get more respect from the refs in this series now that they beat the Lakers? Absolutely, yes. And here's why. The the you know it's it's about it's it's about respect in the NBA. It's about they don't call you know we know this. We've been watching basketball all our lives. They call the they they look at the back of the jersey, right? So now you got Chris Paul. Now you got Chris Paul, right? Chris Paul's an NBA vet, sixteen time you know multiple All Star, future Hall of Famer. Yes, Chris Paul's going to get more calls. Devin Booker just had a legendary moment. Yes, Devin's going to get more calls now. So. Yes, I think they get, you know, the referees are very fickle, but I think that, uh, you know, when the playoffs come, they shorten the rotations, you get better referees. And I think that once you slay that dragon, which was the Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. I think now you start to look at the Phoenix Suns and you say, okay, this this team is doing what they got to do. I think they're going to get some, some more respect from the refs going forward. Um, the only series I'm worried about where the refs might get a little bit crazy is that team out down the road for me. <laughs> yeah, you know they, they yeah. played in Brooklyn Nets. Oh. That's a whole. Now, I was gonna, world. I was gonna actually gonna ask you too at the end of the pod what you predicted for the East coming out. Who yeah, would come out of the East? I, yeah, so. we, we can go at it. We can go at it. Of course. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we. <laughs> I'm so excited for that series. Like it, the game's already started. Like once yeah, we're I was here, gonna say I'm gonna I watch the Bucks watch. and the Nets. Like I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> for that series. Let's ask that. All right, who who wins that series? And does the winner of that series end up in the NBA Finals? Flex. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. So. I'm looking at this series. I had about, I was in South Jersey yesterday um, celebrating my son's birthday and we had a bunch of family over. And if you can imagine a family with uh, a, a, a gathering with flex in the family, <laughs> it's like, it's like a mega podcast, man. Cause everybody <laughs> in the family has their opinion and they're all ball players or former players. Right. So we, we went into a, about a two hour discussion on the, on the, on the Brooklyn Milwaukee thing. And here's what I said. Um, I think it's going seven. I think uh, Milwaukee matches up extremely well with Brooklyn. Yes, they do. I think what you got to do is you got to say, okay, Drew Holiday is going to match up with Kyrie. We're going to throw Middleton on Harden. We're going to throw Giannis on KD. And we're going to see uh, which one of those matchups, uh, who breaks, you know, who breaks, like who, mm-hmm. who, who dominates the, their matchup. Nets have no answer for Giannis. Um, so I'm going to tell you what, man, they don't play defense. And if the nope. Bucs play their game, I, I think the Bucs can win this series, but I think they have to win one of these two in Brooklyn. So of course. tonight, in, yeah, tonight, game one and game two, if they can steal one, it's going to be very is, uh Is Jeff Green impressive. still in a walking boot or is he playing? No, he's playing. Okay. Well, well, at least that's what I last heard was that. Yeah, we'll see once we go to We'll see, right. All right, so Matthew, who, who wins that series? Uh, I think Brooklyn does, but it's it's really tough, man. And honestly, I picked Philadelphia, but now with Embiid being out, they're out. So, right. yeah, whoever wins the series is going to the finals. But 
I think with Brooklyn, it's the mental thing, right? It's these guys, it's been a fun season for them, right? You know, you can just play whenever the hell you want. Just come in and come out. Sip, you can sip on Slurpees or whatever on the sideline. But now, like, now they have to show up. So mentally, when these games get tough, because they're going to, that Bucks defense is really, really effing good. How are they going to respond to that, dude? That is, it's cliche, but it's true. It's how are they going to respond in those the last five minutes of these games, dude? Because when they want the ball to make those shots, that's going to be a problem. I can see it going either way. I just, I'm going by who I would be most surprised moving on, and it's going to be the Bucks. I would be really surprised if they moved on just because of Brooklyn and those three guys. But either one has a chance. But I'm picking Brooklyn, and it kind of sucks because I would rather play the Bucks in the finals. Well, and that's too, yeah. what that's what Blaze Megatron says in the chat. He says, "Man, I want the Bucks to win. The Bucks, we can beat the Nets. It's not so confident. Uh, I, I do think the Bucks Bucks win this series. I really do. I think that uh, they're going to put pressure on Brooklyn. Somebody's going to get dinged up a little bit. I don't know who. I don't know on what side. But you know, as mm-hmm. we saw in the last series, injuries are going to play a part. You know, Joel Embiid's out for Philly. Uh, we have we've had a, a hampered CP3. Anthony Davis was hurt. It sucks. It's, but it's part of basketball. And when you have when you're playing so intensely. One of those guys gets dinged. One of those guys, you know, just tweaks an ankle is out for a couple games. The Bucks can uh, can can win. So yeah, I agree. Uh, but before we get to the predictions for the Nets or the Nets, the Nuggets and the Suns, uh, <laughs> do you have any taglines? Do you guys have any taglines for this series? Because we had the beat LA chant going for the last six games. It's now on to the Nugs. What what, what do we chant now? Win. Um, Win. win, I like win, it. Win, win, win. <laughs> just win, man. Hey, hey, just do it. How about just, that? Just yeah. do it. Like, I feel like, nice. I feel like that one's it. taken. All right, John, what do you got? <laughs> I know you have a few. Well, like, smoke the nugs got? is one. You know, like, smoke the nugs? I get it. Like, smoke the nugs. Uh, I came up with slug the nugs. I like that. That's what I'm right. like It's Hashtag like slug the nugs. nugs. Punch them in the face, you know, metaphorically, uh, with the basketball going through the hoop. Uh, but on that note, series predictions. Uh, Flex, you're the guest on the show, so we will start with you. Shock the world. What are the Suns going to do? What's your final prediction right here in the Suns Jam Session podcast? What's your prediction for this series? One game. All right. Okay. So, so, all right. So, I, I just want to frame this real quick. Okay. Um, the Suns will win the first two in Phoenix and go up 2 0. They will still win in Denver and come back game five and wrap it up in Phoenix. But if that doesn't happen, it goes no longer than six. Okay, so so, so I think Suns in five. Okay. Worst case scenario, Suns in six if if they can. (laughs) I I know that's two protections. (laughs) So Suns Suns in five and a half. There you go. (laughs) Let's meet in the middle. Let's meet in the middle. Suns in five and a half. All right, what you got, Matthew? Oh, you know what? Just really quick, back to the Lakers series. Actually, I predicted it backwards. I predicted them win three in a row, uh, lose, and then uh, or lose, lose, and then win. It went actually opposite of that, yeah, so did. that was kind of cool. So yeah, um, sure. I'm actually going to predict uh, they split the first two games, and then the Suns win the next three. So I'm going to pick the Suns in five. I hate doing this. And the the re- I picked uh, the Suns last series, but this is that's such a different series. I'm just really nervous right now, dude. I don't want to say anything because everyone kept asking me like, "Oh, LeBron's done. LeBron's." It's like, dude, the game's not over. The game hasn't even started i'm not saying anything against lebron so i have a hard time with this stuff but i say sons and five wow i think this is going to be a clean sweep for sons and five because that's really how i'm feeling in this series uh you know i i think that again 
CP3 being healthy, him getting that extra rest is going to be paramount. I think that we match up very well against this team. We can play defense. They're a team that I wasn't scared of in the regular season. And and that's with them with Jamal Murray. And knowing that they don't have Jamal Murray is absolutely huge because now we have a clear advantage. Austin Rivers or Devin Booker, ladies and gentlemen, just think about that. <laughs> like absorb that into your soul. Like, like really, like Compazzo. Now, Compazzo is going to be another one of those guys who we're we're going to want to put through a wall by yeah. the end of the series because he's an annoying mm. little motherfucker <laughs> but so cp3 yeah and he he, he yeah. can annoy him right back i mean you saw how damian lillard was getting frustrated with Composo during the last series cp3 will push right back at him man like yeah, yeah. so i i really think uh we drop game three in denver i think you know that'll be the altitude adjustment game where we come in we might get you know a little boat raced at the beginning of the game because we're just like kind of not used to the, the friendly confines of whatever the fuck arena that they play at. Pepsi uh, Center, Pepsi, Pepsi Center, Center yeah. Pepsi Center. There you go. So I, I think that, and then as, as you mentioned, Flex, they play well from ahead. I think that's a game where we go down fifteen in like the second quarter, and we're fighting and clawing and and trying to get our sea legs under us, and then we come out the next game and we just you know we we end everything here in Phoenix. You know, so that being said, Flex, when are you coming out to Phoenix, man? The Suns are in this playoff run. We got to get you out here, man. We got to get a GoFundMe. Game five, you gonna I, be out I, here? I'm game five. Yeah, the, the the anticipation is I hopefully get there on the 14th, enjoy the game on the 15th, fly back on the 16th. That's the game plan. All and, right, and, and that's why we're doing it in five. That's why we're Hell, doing it in five. Uh, hey, I can't wait. My only problem is I know how this is gonna work. I'm going out for five, so that means the Suns are gonna sweep them. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, then, then you have to join us for the finals. Yeah, then. no, no, no. Then you win, then you come anyway. out here. You come yeah. out here, and you'll be here for game one because that's it. That's because it. you're going to have uh, Utah's going to lose, and we'll have home court advantage there as well. So, hey, can I can I real quick before we go, guys? Yeah. Real quick, I just want to give you guys a, a little bit of a, a, a premonition I have. Mm-hmm. So I had this moment, and I'm sitting here, and I never do this, but I don't know why, and it just came into my head, and I wrote it down, and. uh I had this moment where I'm like, okay, Suns are going to win. They're going to beat Denver in five. They're going to match up with Utah in the Western Conference Finals, and then they're going to play Brooklyn in the final. I mean, no, they're going to play Milwaukee in the finals. Don't hold me to it, but yeah. I think it's going to say it's going to be Denver, Utah, Milwaukee, and I'll see you at the parade. I love it. I love yeah, it. And, and I, it looks. I like was actually so- what streets we're going to do the parade on. Like, how are they going to do that? But downtown, maybe downtown. So it looks like Cameron Carney says in the chat. Apparently, Harden just hurt his hamstring. And all, oh I see on, all I see on Twitter is Nets Daily just tweeted out, uh, I'm still in shock, and I don't expect good news. So There we go. Who, I said who, that yesterday. They want, All they got to do is I blow a tire. I said it five minutes ago, man. I said blow it five minutes you ago. You said it five minutes ago, bro. Yeah, you did man. say that. So we're relying on Kyrie and Kevin Durant, right? Which is still fucking your odds are pretty fucking good. I know, but, but come on. It's beatable. Pr- prayers up for yeah. Harden. I hope he's okay. Prayers because, up to Harden. Yeah, you know, prayers for real. Up, yeah. Like, Tough luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, but on on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to wrap up this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Flex, can you tell everybody where they if if they are not following you? One, they're wrong. We know that. (laughs) Uh, And two, tell them everywhere where they can they can find you. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. You can catch me on Flex from Jersey on Twitter, Flex from Jersey on IG, Coast to Coast Pod One with the Coast to Coast Podcast. And you can check me out on KSRN Arizona, KSRNAZ.com. We do a couple shows a week. And then, as always, with John Bloom on the 98.7 Arizona Sports Show, post game every night uh, for the playoffs and every home game in the regular season. Yeah, I actually uh, I got on that post game show finally the other night, driving home from game five. I, I, I got a call yes, in. Sir. I, I met Bloomer. You know, Matthew and I met Bloomer before the 
the game. You know, we've talked to him before, but we've never actually met him. Just like everybody. Great guy, man. Great you know? guy. That's my brother. Love him oh, to man. death, man. Fantastic. And he, he's wearing a pair of Jordans that I like to rock. So I'm 4 0 <laughs> wearing my Jordans this year or, or in the playoffs. So I'm going to continue to wear those. And it you is better. confirmed. Shams just uh, tweeted uh, Harden's out for the remainder of the game one due to right hamstring injury. So here we that's go. Unfortunate. So uh, on that note, Matthew, they can follow you where? Uh, at Matthew Lissing. You can follow me at Darth Void. You can show, follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the Phoenix Fans app. Uh, let's go, baby. Let's get this series started. Starts Monday, 7 p.m. our time, 10 p.m. Flex's time back east. We know you'll be watching. We'll have you back on the pod. We appreciate you coming hanging out with us. Uh, to everybody who joined us live, make sure you subscribe. Give us a thumbs up button. And if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your pods. So on that note, I'm going to go watch this game. Uh, I'll see you guys next time we, we do a podcast or whatever. So, Matthew, anything else? All right. I won't go home. I love your family. Right. Take care. Thank you again. Peace out, Planet Orange. Yep.